Hey, welcome back, everybody. My name's Austin. My name's Aaron. <laughs> I was like, who's going to go? Uh, I'm Johnny. And this is Surviving Hollywood Podcast. Big episode today, right, guys? Big I mean, you know, big, small, does it really matter? Johnny, who's the guest? Uh, nobody. You know what? The audience is the guest. The audience is the guest because they are the most important guests in the world, right? I mean, they're truly who, why we do this. Um, over 1000 on YouTube, over 1000 on YouTube, big deal. So we wanted to do sort of a, just us, just the hosts episode. And we took some questions from the audience four or five. We're going to answer them. These two have never seen the questions before. Um, but before that, let's just talk about like the state of Hollywood. Cause there's minimal auditions. I mean, Aaron and I went on a few, but Johnny, what's the state of Hollywood? From your point the of view. state of Hollywood, man, it's crumbling. <laughs> uh, no, man, you know what? You know what's what's weird because well, actually, I did have an audition last night. I had a VO audition for like a scripted series, SAG scripted series. So I'm wondering, a ton of VO. I know, but I mean, like, it's cool because that's what might be the new norm. You know what I mean? Like, if I, with that, you can at least work. And you don't have to worry about COVID because it's just like you by yourself, essentially, or like maybe an engineer. Um, so I decided to audition for that. And then um, I'm doing these audio books, dude. Do you ever think about reading books? You My do goodness. it for like eight hours My a day? My God, dude. I just read this 500-page book. Actually, today's my last day, and then I have three more days for a different book. Man, it is... Whew, I've never read a book that long in my entire life, guys. <laughs> 500 pages? I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of brutal, honestly, but anyway, state of Hollywood. Hey, just one more thing for, uh, for the folks at home, for the folks at home, how much do you get paid for doing an eight hour day of VO? Uh, okay. So, so SAG, so all these audiobooks are union. Um, it varies per book, but basically they pay you by finished hour. So what that means is that like, let's say the book, okay, for example, the book I'm doing now is 500, uh, pages it comes out to 28 hours of audio. So essentially 28 hours of finished audio is what you get paid for. It doesn't matter how long it takes you to do it essentially, like how many hours you're physically there. It's how many actual finished hours of audio. So I'm all, I'm, this is all new to me, so I'm learning it. But SAG pays you about 200 and, I think it's 225 per finished hour. So basically 28 Damn. times 225. Damn, dude, lunch is on you. Damn, <laughs> hey, I'm not getting that, that uh, was it Symmetra, Symmetra money? Oh yeah, exactly. Dude, why can't our guests answer like that? John, you're always asking our guests how much you get paid for something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Because I know, why don't they like talk about it, dude? So what's the big deal? It's all the kind of answers. I mean, I mean that one pays well, but like, I mean, I think they're, I feel like they're going to probably be far few in between, but I don't know. But anyway, it's, it's, it's a lot, dude. I I thought it was going to be like more cakewalkish, but nah, not really. Like the first day, like literally coming home, I felt like I couldn't even open my mouth. My throat was like so hurting. And the guy was like, I think you should go home. Cause like <laughs> your, thro- your throat is going to be like wrecked by tomorrow. I, until you, until you get used to it. I feel like um, that happened to me. Do you try and like talk from your belly more and drink honey you, or something? I mean, I had, I had like the, the studio where I shoot at, it's kind of, kind of cool. Cause it's actually inside of a, a big house in the Valley, but the, every room is a studio. And in the kitchen, they have like a full spread for everybody there. And they've got like apples and tea and coffee and all that stuff. 
So I was drinking like a shit ton of tea. Um, and, uh, dude, it only does so much. You know what I mean? It's like how many cups of tea can you have, you know, <laughs> another bathroom so, break. Jeez. So you try, you try to like, obviously kind of like, you know, talk differently when you're doing it, but then they're like, Hey, you're sounding different. You need to do kind of go back to where you were doing or like you made this character sound like this. So you have to try to make it sound like that. Like, oh, dude, it's, uh, it's intense, but thank God I'm working on something. Uh, but anyway, yeah, for sure. Best part to drive home. <laughs> right. It is actually Uh state of Hollywood, dude. Let me ask you guys this. Cause I've been, th- I was actually thinking about this and I've had this discussion with a few people. So right now, as we know it till to this day, still Hollywood is considered the Mecca of the industry, right? Like mm-hmm. it's like, it all happens here. People from all over the world want to move here. Right. Number two is Bollywood, but number one is Hollywood. Is it really? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, anyway, uh, do you think that after all this is said and done, it will still be that way? Like, or do you think it's possible where you could actually like be like, no, I'm just going to move to Portland or something and live there and just self tape. Cause everything's going to be self tapes from now on. Like, what do you think? Uh, I see. I think that in term, like separating the United States from Europe or Bollywood or whatever, like one of the U.S.'s big major exports, so to, so to speak, is still going to be entertainment, meaning it's not going to go to Britain and it's not going to go to Australia, even though they have their own stuff going on there. But in terms of is it going to stay in Hollywood in Los Angeles for um, the U.S.? I mean, we already saw sort of it fragmenting before COVID. Now, if you shoot in Texas or Atlanta or whatever, I think they are a little more lax on the rules because they're a little bit more conservative instead of liberal. So I think it's, I mean, we're watching a trend towards that direction. So, I mean, that's, that's the question. It's like, do you think that like, let's say f- a couple of years from now, we're going to have to still live here. Like, would you, would it, would it make more sense to like, okay, I'm going to move to New Mexico and I'm going to buy a house there as opposed to renting and paying a shit ton of rent here. Um, and actually have like a good place over there and then audition from there and if they want me to in LA, I'll just fly to LA. I you think know? that could possibly happen like generations down the line, but I don't know about generations. The next years. Yeah, like right. that's gonna like, so like like a hundred years. Yeah, like ripple. Like like here's the thing: as soon okay. as like most like half the population are like maybe like older dogs, they want to go in and shake somebody's hand. They want to see people. <laughs> but know? do you think that? But do you think <laughs> they force <Older> you? <laughs> they want to talk on the phone. Like, well, who are you? Uh, yeah, but do you think that like that's gonna be a thing still? You know what I mean? Because like, I think mo- I think half the population when there's a um, a cure, will go like want what if to there, do that. What if there never is a cure? Let's say there. I mean, we don't have a cure for the for the flu. If there's never a cure for this, what happens? Then the people who don't want to do that will eventually die out. So of COVID, I yeah, think because they're because they're not going to wear a mask. I I think if you're serious about acting like a step, little step above everybody else, you will still move to the ma- major markets, which are LA, maybe Atlanta, New York, because even though they're shooting more and more in Texas and Atlanta, you, they, sh- they cast all the series regulars out here. I can't see them changing that. But they're all, but they're all, they're all going to be all self tapes though. Is what I'm trying. That's, that's what I'm trying to pose. I know. Because I know they only they cast out of LA for those roles. Right. But they're, you're never going to see a casting office. So how do they oh, yeah. know what you are? You can't really, uh, rape a young Scarlet, you know, virtually. 
<laughs> just kidding. You've just been can- canceled, buddy. <laughs> Whoa. Just trying to make a joke. I don't, I don't get We're going to turn this clip into like a highlight <laughs> and we're going to like promote it. So that way you do get canceled. Actually, um, get canceled then. Just I'm just saying the value, the in-person contact. That's all I'm saying. What do you no, think? I, I do think there is a value, but I just don't know if it's going to, it's going to be the same or exist. Anyway, I mean, right. Aaron and I just did a self tape where we told them, Hey, we're local hires in Austin, Texas. So we <laughs> lied. Um, so maybe you're, I don't know what that says, but <laughs> it says know. that like, Hey, what do you mean you need a flight in a hotel? I thought you were a local. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, that was just a question. I was, I was kind of been pondering that if it's even, it's going to be a thing. Cause like, imagine like you never, never have to leave your apartment to audition anymore. I'm talking about, I'm just going to speak for me personally. I am not moving out of Los Angeles. And the reasons I would, would be if I booked a series or maybe something that kept me somewhere for two or three or four months, that would be a reason to move there. And then I would seriously consider it. But generally speaking, man, I'm already here. It's like, I'm not, what am I going to move again? I mean, I hear Ohio is pretty nice. I don't know. It's It's the best. I I freaking love Ohio. (laughs) Anyway, let's get to this Q and a yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. it. We asked some audience members. Um, I have five or six questions. Are these YouTube commenters or? Uh, Maybe one, but majority. Or Instagram. I know a lot of people. Facebook. Get us through Instagram. So many people reach out through Instagram. Let me just, let me just pose one of the questions. Um, Okay. I mean, some of them maybe are dumb, but this first one's okay. How do you play a love scene? I, I'm, in a, uh, I'm in a theater production and I, I'm the lead and I need to fall in love with the main person. And I've never been in love in my own life. So how am I supposed to fake or be that on stage? I would love but, some advice. Didn't somebody oh. ask this question last time? Last time a year ago? <laughs> I don't know. It just it feels like this is like a common question every time. I don't know. It feels kind of Go like, watch the old videos, guys. This wasn't one of the dumb ones. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who wants to go first? I, she's basically asking, how do I act? Right? Yeah, it could be a guy. Essentially. <laughs> well, if you've never felt an emotion in real life, how are you supposed to fake that? <laughs> well, I've never killed anybody either, but I got to pretend too, right? That's what I was going to say. Is it a love scene? Like, are they making love or is it just like a... My interpretation was that they're the leads. Like a meet cute could be. Well, I think they have to carry the whole possibly play or whatever. Yeah, but it's just for like, the scene is just acting. It's not like a sex scene. They didn't say. I picture it. I picture this as a young Lin-Manuel Miranda asking in his recent <laughs> okay. production of Hamilton. <laughs> um, okay, you want to you take it? Go ahead. How are you supposed to do it? I would say, I mean, I guess you would just answer the same questions that you would answer, generally speaking, like in that, love is like way too broad, but in that specific scene, what do you want? Maybe it's maybe you can't play love, but you can play, I want a kiss from this girl or whatever. And what are you gonna do to get there? Not raper, but maybe I'll, you know, you know, Give her, show her, maybe I'll, I don't know, an actable verb. <laughs> okay. I didn't have act- an answer. Is that I, your actable verb? <laughs> I, a pet, like Lenny from uh, Mice of Men, you know, okay. nurture. To stroke. I think just e- like easy, buddy. open communication with the director and your scene partner. 
and you know make sure you, you guys are like cool working together make sure it's a good relationship and yeah i think go hang out man you know go go do something together get, maybe get that a, could be get a feel for each other what right. if what if he basically he or she tries too hard oh it's a guy and then the girl the main girl starts thinking he's creepy well and then you know what I just this shows it's not going to be good you know it just you, you can't win them all you can't win them all right yeah just if she was trying too hard she made a mistake or whatever uh my question is what live performance is going on right now that's what i was about to say too. <laughs> play theater hey these are real questions i'm just asking them actually uh yuval you know you guys remember yuval the director yeah, yeah he called me a couple days ago and he told me he's directing a play right now actually <laughs> but the play is all through zoom interesting so i admire the i admire that it's you know is it like how i'm sure there's a lot of timing with like who pops up on the screen i mean it's, it's the same as hamilton right i mean it's just like you're watching on a screen no not the same thing okay all right hamilton was good four more questions to go into our audience at home comment down below if you have another question for a future episode okay question number two i feel like no uh, auditions will be opening up anytime soon. I'm in a major market. I look at the Duplass brothers and I see maybe my only route is creating my own content. That's all you what got. Are, what are your thoughts and how would you recommend I do it? Signed, Terry. Okay. Yep, I would do it. I would uh, get, a, get a concept, beginning, middle, end, get a camera get a lavalier, get a scene buddy, make a scene. Get a scene buddy. Okay. Scene buddy. I get a bathroom buddy too. Hmm. Aaron, do you mind if I challenge you on that? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. I can <laughs> handle it. <laughs> I, was just I was just reading recently how to debate and they would say, ask them. And then nobody's going to say no. Like, how come are you doing that? Like, let's relate it to our own personal lives. Like, it just getting a partner is what is going to get them to the next level in their career. I didn't know I had to be doing it to answer, but I thought that would be like the best practice. Yeah. You don't have to, but let's, <laughs> I mean, get it, get a buddy and do a scene. It's like, let me go. Let me go. It's just one way to go. Johnny just hit us up. Um, almost in a feat of desperation and said, guys, we need to make a feature. It's true. And right? we all related to that desperation. <clears throat> So I'm not gonna talk. All right, yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that was that was my we, throat. We, we team me off. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, you you have to obviously. I mean, okay. This is the thing: is like making stuff has always been like sort of like the golden ticket, if you want to say. If you're good. Um, if you're good, right? I mean, it, it's really difficult to make something amazing, right? Or Tommy Wiseau. Or you make something so shitty that people are just like, "Wow!" It becomes good, right? Cult following. Um, but, uh, it's always been like the way that, you know, even before COVID you had to be trying to make stuff like was already, we we're already in that mindset, but now because there's like no auditions and there's like no work, I feel like you definitely have to at least be writing. Maybe if you, you know, if you, if you're trying to kind of get ahead, I think a, a good thing to do right now is be writing something that you can shoot once things are normal, or if you're feeling bold, just shoot it now. Um, 
But uh, this was the question that I was talking to Austin about earlier is that a buddy of mine who's a, a director that I worked on him, a show with him with years ago, hit me up um, on Instagram and cause he was, he saw that I was directing happy ending during COVID. And the only reason we were able to do that was because it was already union when we started it and we started it pre COVID and we only had two days left, which fell into COVID. And so we're just like, well, let's just get together. Aaron, do you know happy endings? That's that thing that you did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I had a small cameo. Uh, what are we talking about? Do you turn a snack into a meal? <laughs> hey. Um, but uh, anyway, so we finished that and then my buddy hit me up and he's like, hey, how did you direct a project right now that's union? And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, I'm trying to set up to do another short that's union and the guidelines that SAG has imposed are insane. And he's like, I can't, I can't afford it. There's just like so many things I have to do and provide that it's like, it's actually turning into a huge headache. And he's like, I'm thinking about now I'm just doing it non-union, which means I'm going to lose all my actors. But honestly, it's probably worth not having to deal with all the stipulations I got to deal with, you know? So it makes me wonder now, like, are these projects you create on your, by yourself or these like, you know, SAG ULBs or these indie projects going to struggle during COVID and after COVID to try to be created? Because like, I mean, now if SAG is imposing all these guidelines, that are difficult to attain. What were some of the restrictions? I don't know specifically what all of them were, but I know for one, you have to have a, uh, a COVID compliance officer on set now, which is a new position. And the person has to be trained into whatever that is. What the hell? And they have to, I guess they have to actually test every single person on set. Um, and my guess is you have to also provide testing for every single person as well, which I think is, you know, Sounds like that's going to be damn near impossible for the smaller guy to do. Well, that's what I was, that's why he was like, dude, I can't even, I'm not going to make it a union project anymore. I'm just going to be non-union because like I, this is, and all his shorts before that were all union. So maybe you could lie about it. You I could, feel- but I don't know. I, I mean, <laughs> they, they, they might have to require that you provide a lot of paperwork. No, nah, nobody's going to lie. It. Nobody's going to lie. It. I don't know. So it might be a little more challenging now to create at least something that's union now. I mean, anybody can go shoot anything and just make it non-union, but. Well, let's. But we do things right here. We do things the right way. Our so, projects have always been SAG. So, hey, if we make another one, we're paying for that, paying for that person. Um, we wouldn't want to. I would. Obviously. Well, COVID is a serious thing. Yeah. Trump, Trumper. <laughs> Um, but hey, but what I was saying is thirty percent of the country like him. Tell just I th- every time you you always say you always say half. Now it's thirty. What happened? Is it is the <laughs> is the poll going down? What's going on? That's what I heard. Uh, yo, but the people buying or where ultra low budget stuff would appear. It's like Sci Fi Channel, Lifetime. They do this ultra lows, modifies stuff. YouTube, and then film festivals, which maybe would get picked up to a Netflix type thing. It's like you know the product if it was a hundred percent if it was a hundred a year before what are 50 50 people gonna do it in the next year hey did you question did you guys see did you guys see this uh viral video uh comedy about these two guys in blue shirts one wearing a woke shirt and one wearing the other guy's like a racist or something and the sketch is all about how woke people and racists really like want the same thing no i didn't see that was that a youtube sketch or what yeah it was like a youtube sketch 
could be considered ultra low budget, you know? It could, was, it, you know was, but, it, was a union? You could, probably not, but you could like submit that to a film festival. Yo, but in my opinion, those things are still gonna do it because us three can make one of those with a table, you know, whatever, or in a car, wherever it was. But everything else, like everything else that would be maybe on Lifetime or whatever, the C-list actors are now gonna be taking those lesser roles because there's less roles out there. And then where does that leave the next splitting image? Now it's time to get on that asylum, you know, train. And John, you have connections over there. Get on that non-union train, man. Non-union features that don't pay you much, but do, do you uh, follow Scotty Mullen still? I, yeah, dude, he's I love Scotty. Scotty's the man. Yeah, get him, dude. Get him oh, on dude. as a guest. Yeah, that's, that, actually, you know what? He would be a great guest. Not only he, is he a writer, he's a fantastic casting director. Actually, I actually don't think he's doing casting anymore. To be honest, I he, think he's just writing. But he is. He is. Um, you, you know, met, you guys have met him, right? I yes. I went. I went to one of the premieres for Zootopia with you. He doesn't know me. But oh yeah. Zoom, zoomies. Or zoom, zoomies. Zoombies, zoombies. Zoombies. That's what it was. And I saw him speak and he, he just like, told, you could tell he was proud to be premiering this movie because it was all about like, I didn't, I forget exactly what he said, but like, I didn't like my life. I didn't like my job. I decided, you know what? I just need to go for it. I want to make a name for myself in this industry. And I just started writing and I sold my first script and I kept doing it again. And he has a, you know, inspiring story. I mean, I think he always wanted to be a writer. So I think he fell into the casting thing and I think he's, I think he's done with it now. I mean, that's, I think that's what he posted on social media, but I don't remember. But yeah, he's a good dude, man. He's a good dude. Hey, good for him. I mean, you write a movie, now it's on screen. That's cool. Yeah. So anyway. So final thoughts for that uh, audience member is, I guess, Noah Scotty Mullen or... (laughs) I'd say um, my final thoughts, I believe in you. Hey, Uh, we would love... Go make something. Whether it's union or non-union, just go make it. I think surviving Hollywood podcast would love a little follow up pup on that. If whatever you do, let us know. And then we'll, we'll shout it out to the community. There you go. Okay. Next question. This is titled COVID was the best thing that ever happened in my career. All right. I am a recurring guest star on a popular show right here in Los Angeles. I started dating a fan who was a extra on set and things got a little crazy. She would ship, she got, uh, she got, um, I can't read it, updated. She was back for more episodes and things got a little clingy and it was the worst mistake of my life choosing to date an extra on set. Would you date a fan? And if you're trying to get away from that, what advice would you give me? Daryl. Would you date a fan is the question. Would you date a fan and what advice do we have for him? Like was, was the extra a fan of his or just liked him? Cause he was a name. He was, you know, number one on the call sheet. I think what's the difference. Well, like, was she a fan of the show or did she just like the fact he had power? I mean, we need oh, more yeah. information. Do know, or do we know that she's actually just in it for, you know, to try to get ahead? My take on that question was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> was um <laughs> that's why she's clingy she's like hey introduce me to the ep well because then well because it didn't sound like she was a fan i thought she just wanted to like how how anybody would want to talk to the director or something or like the hot lead or any lead my take on that question was that this dude started sleeping with an audience with a extra and then she started doing you know 
the cliche weird shit, like, you know, not leaving him alone, not letting the, it break up. And now he's in this, and now he's in this predicament where so I, I, I have to work with him. I have to work with her because she keeps being in the scene. That seems like the real question, not would you date a fan? Like, what, how would you deal with like... No, now, would you personally? Now that I have that history with the girl, <laughs> what do I do? Stage five clinger. <laughs> so, uh, hey, Johnny, why please. don't you take this one? Well, I, you didn't even answer the question, but... No, no I'm saying, uh, why don't you take... Yeah, I know, you start. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, why not? I mean, if you, if you like them and you, they're cool, but not obviously if they're like a stalker, like, no. But I mean, like... <laughs> I think I think this the thing goes like whether you met them at a bar or you met them on set, if if you find that person attractive, like if you're like oh she's really good looking or whatever and she's cool, like why would you not date them? You know, I mean I, I guess you would also think that like it would be weird because like you work together, but in my head I'd probably think like well she's an extra, she's probably not going to be here forever. You know what I mean? And he could have her gone in a minute. Yeah, you think like, oh, she's here for like, you know, one or two episodes and then she's gone. You know what I mean? It's not like you're going to, I wouldn't I think know. you'd see her every day. but I, I think know. you would risk her becoming like a prominent extra. Sometimes I have those. Yeah, that's true. I guess that's what that's what happened in the situation. Yeah, that does kind of suck, actually. You don't really want that. that that's, that's, no, that's no good. For me, I mean, what the hell? Why did we get into this business if not to date the fans? It's like... Why not make that a rule? Exclusively do it. Man or women. Is that a Weinstein quote? or More man or women. No, you don't force these girls. But my God, if they're willing to worship you, marry that chick. Because that's going to work out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. So Austin supports it. Say, hey, it's, <laughs> it's all good. I, I agree. Two consenting adults. I just sit her down and be like, listen, I'm on set now. So you and me don't exist. And then maybe we'll talk about it afterwards because you're the high school extra in the scene. There you go. I like that. You know, it's, you know, it's awkward though, like at, at when you're cut or, so, or something between setups, then you start talking to a different group of extras and you know, then she gets jealous. It's like, oh, I'm a little, I have to keep talking to this extra. They're all just talking to you so they can try and get a bump or something. That's, that's usually what it is. They just want to get a line, right? And then part, I'm going to disregard that, but Part two of the question, how do you get, how do you get rid of a stage five clinger? Uh, I don't know. I've never had one, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and you can't just sit them down. That doesn't work. Just saying, I'm, could, we're, we're, we're done. Dunzo. Could, could Vince Vaughn just sit down, the redhead and Wedding hmm. Crashers, and say that? I mean, if, if Isla Fisher was, you know, clinging to me, I'd be cool with that. So, I don't Damn. know. I'd find you. <laughs> that is one of the best parts. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, what if you sit down with that person and then you're like, Hey, you know what? It's not working out. It's done. And they're like, no, I disagree. It's not. I think you can just like get very, uh, well, cold and very hard and be like, this isn't working anymore. I don't know. You just, and she's like, I don't care. I don't care what you do or who you see. We're still together. Yeah, I don't know. I, if somebody's just direct with somebody else, how can you? We're gonna be forced to just move on, right? It's like you break up with her, but then her career takes off, and oh, you're like, ah, oh, <laughs> should have stayed. <laughs> I, I think we answered that question. Uh, good enough. Good enough. I mean, we've we've asked all the the. Uh, you know what? I think from our audience, we need a better crop of questions. I'll ask it. 
but I'm not going to enjoy asking it. I'm not going to enjoy seeing your reactions to this question. And if you guys are angry, then take it out on the fans. Don't take it off on me. Okay. There were no smart questions or not a lot. I mean, I, I asked it very last minute. So hmm. the smart people probably not going to answer till tonight. Hey, exactly. What is your biggest pet peeve in the audition room? That's our question. <laughs> yep. Um, what type of audition room? Because if it's like one that it's like second round, different pet peeves than like first round where it's closer to like a cattle call and you just, they don't actually like, they just treat you like they just want to move on. That's a peeve. I mean, this is not an open call. Let's just say it's a co-star first round. Yeah. I don't like that. Well, I don't like when they stop you too early. It's like, I'm in here for like 45 seconds and I'm already done. You know, like, let's say you were, let's say you had at the end, you're going to have like a dramatic pause, then the last line or something, right? Any good storyteller would make the end one of the best parts. And then all of a sudden they think that you forgot the line because you're taking too long to say the line. So they're just like, uh, Hey, the line is this. And you're just like, I know, I know, I, I know I'm getting to that. I'm trying to actually act. Let me act. Thanks guys. Have a good day. I agree with that. I don't like when they ask, because everybody does this. Do you have any questions? I, I, well, what I if much, you have a question? Well, I, I, then I'll bring it up. But generally speaking, I think... I they're, would not just, they're not just going to wait for, you know, dee dee dee, guess how much... Okay, well, it's past 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, no, I would much rather be like, hey, how you doing today? Or, or something that's not, the, you know... It's very conflicting when those guys are like very just uh, saying the same women. thing saying the same thing over and over again. Um, and they're going quickly and they're not like waiting. So they got to say any questions. Otherwise they just steamroll over you and you're mm -hmm. ready. And just often that's the case. I think not all the time. Well, what do you usually say? Like, well, you know, I'm just wondering like, you know, how do you want this? I can do it anyone in which ways I can do it this way, that way, this way. What do you want me to do? Well, the, the one question I used to ask is, Hey, any, uh, I mean, this is a dumb question, but I, I don't know. Wait, I sometimes would ask How was your this. weekend? No, no, no. <laughs> I would say, yeah, uh, hey, <laughs> any, uh, any, any traps like I should know about? Because they've been seeing the same type of thing every day. Any uh, traps? All morning. Okay. And, and they're like, oh, you, this guy's- walking to a castle? What are you doing? What is this? This guy's an intellectual. <laughs> <laughs> and every single time they would be like, uh, no, let's just do one. <laughs> Uh, no, it's a uh, pesticide commercial. Let's just say the lines. <laughs> no, it's a uh, one line, buddy. I think you can handle it. So, uh, that, so then I just say, no, let's, let's try one. So then I say that. I, no questions. Let's just try one. I mean, yeah. I, usually when they say that, I'd be like, no, seems pretty straightforward. If there's something, just let me know. I can uh, tell you guys are pissed at this question, and I want you to know. I liked it. <laughs> I think it's a funny question. I enjoyed it. It's what a fair you, question. I think it's a fair question, right? It needs to be answered. Well, we got one more. <laughs> All right. Hey, <laughs> I have to rock and rolling it through these. Austin's leaving space open for if we have any questions. <laughs> oh, uh, actually, no, that, that was it. Oh, okay. That was it? Yeah, that's, I only had four, I guess. Hmm, kind of anticlimactic. Next time they ask you, hey, do you have any questions? You should be like, are you ready to be amazed? <laughs> and then just go right into it. I dare you to do that, Johnny. Maybe One if it's time. ever if we ever have a in-person auditions again. So, dude, I could. Would you really do it? 
I don't know. Maybe it depends on the mo- on the moment and the mood. Because you, you could know? do it like, I don't know, but it's got to be. And we well, gotta- it's like it's like that one dude from uh uh from Breaking Bad, and uh, he's also on Billions. Um, Brian Koppelman's buddy. He's an actor. I don't know if you guys know him. Brian Koppelman. Well, I know Brian Koppelman. Who's that? Um, he uh the writer uh, of uh, Rounders. Rounders. And uh, on his podcast, he had his buddy on. They went to they went to uh, school together. They went to college together. And that dude is like the only actor he knew in college that he actually thought was good. I know what you're talking about. And uh, he said after every audition in the room, he would say, when they say, oh, thank you, he would just say, delicious. And he would just walk out. And he was like, that was my thing. Every time I would, after every single audition, I would do it and I would just say, delicious. The actor or Brian? The, the actor. And that he, would, he, that he helped often him? Plays, he, he often plays a curmudgeon, right? Kind of like a, yeah, like he on Breaking Bad, he was like kind of like a nerdy scientist guy, right. and then on Billions, he's kind of this. I mean, I haven't really watched Billions that much, but I think he's like a hedge fund dude or something. Yeah. Wait, oh, this is um, this is that black guy? No, he's, I forgot his name. He's he's been in a lot of stuff. I just I've watched Breaking name. Bad. I'm trying to. I thought he was like the main bad guy. No, he was like the scientist that was working with uh oh curly the, hair. The, the, yeah, that dude. The that guy dude. who cried with Aaron Paul, and like in the and spoiler alert. And he ends up getting killed. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Oh, uh, that guy was so good. That guy is a good yeah. actor. He's friends with Brian Koppelman and he's, he's, Koppelman's given him a bunch of roles because like, he's like, oh, you're the only guy in college. I thought that was good. Cool. Um, but uh, he always says delicious, dude. I thought that was kind of weird. It's also <laughs> kind of, it's also kind of like, I don't know, it's a thing. I mean, it's like a catchphrase comic or something. It just might be taken the wrong way now, you know? Uh, well, not, that guy's pretty, uh, passive i'd say i never thought of him as a sexual deviant <laughs> but he, i guess he ones. could be one yeah he could be one but you say that and they're like excuse me you know and it's like no this, that's just for me well, why would you say that i don't yeah. know anyway what was the question what are some good movies coming out like do we have a question was, was, was that the last question are we done yeah austin built it up made us all go <laughs> yeah then he's like oh never mind i don't have any uh, well, I, yeah. Well, I thought I thought about it for half a second because I left the space. Maybe you guys would start talking, and then I could kind of maybe think of one. But I was any, like, no, we're not going to lie to our audience like that. We're going to keep it real. Any uh, good movies to look forward to? Tenant. Tenant. It got yeah. Tenant. The new to Chris Nolan, but it got delayed again. It was supposed to come out this month, I think. What's that about? It's about. It looks. I, I don't really know exactly, but nobody knows. It looks like he can like sort of like bend time or something. A Ooh. black British lead. So no longer is it is it the same actors, new actor. Black British? No, it's Isaiah Washington. Oh, is it? Yeah, he's not British. It's Denzel, he... Was- that's Denzel Washington's son. Okay, so, sorry, I didn't, I, my bet, my bet. I mean, right. Robert Pattinson, there, there you go. I, I, I didn't know it was Denzel's son. Denzel my Washington guess. is as American as it gets. You well, know, I mean, there space. could be there could be more American, but he's pretty American. Chris Evans is yeah. Captain America. Bill Bill that's Murray, true. Chris Evans. Yeah. Anyways, well, that's the only. Have you guys seen it? Have you guys seen any movies? Because there's a. Did you guys see that new Will Ferrell uh, Eurovision? I did. I watched like the first I twenty minutes. Thought it was the stupidest thing. The, the first thirty minutes were very dumb. It got better if you stuck around, but it, you know, it's no Talladega Nights. It's oh my god. I, I mean. It, there was a couple funny parts, but like, there was no, so many people. So many people were hyping it up. They're like, "Oh, you got to see this movie. It's so good." And like, fifteen minutes in, I'm like, 
this movie sucks. You guys know nope. that co- competition is a real thing. Is it I real? think I yeah. looked it up. It's real. It, to me, it looks like America's Got Talent-esque thing with a lot of variety acts, but um, it was like a little bit darker just from like, or like more burlesque from what it seemed like in the trailer. So I don't really know, but it's like America's Got Talent. I just want to say about that movie, Rachel McAdams, I thought did great. I thought Will Ferrell did his usual great. His Ooh, usual Will great. Ferrell. Yeah, he's the same. But to me, that movie was just Blades of Glory in Iceland. That's basically uh, a worse Blades of Glory. Blades yeah, of Glory exactly. is a good movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah. This, one was, this one was like the same premise. but Just like, like semi-pro. They're singing now. But so. I, I just want to say it was the writing that was the, at where I felt I'd say Blades of Glory and Semi-Pro right here. And then Will Ferrell's best movies are like here. And then usual movies are here. Fair enough. And then Fair this enough. one was down there. But apparently they've been working on that movie since like the 90s or something. Or they tried, he tried to get it made in the 90s. And I'm like, well, that comedy might have worked in the 90s. But uh, yeah. that, was a, that was a rough one, dude. He, Will Ferrell was super broad um, before the iPhone. But I blame the writing. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That the God. Russian dude was funny, Dan Stevens. Yeah, he was, he was great. He was pretty good. That's what I'm saying. The actors were all great. It was just the writing. It was just <sighs> anyway. Hey, in our anyway. fi- in our final three minutes, what are we doing until we meet again, Johnny? What else you got going on this week? What do you guys got going on? I'm just doing audiobooks, man. I'm that's I'm doing an audiobook today and then I got three more days in the studio next week and then I'm doing a tennis thing tomorrow, tennis channel. So I'm still working, guys. Still nice. working. I uh looking forward to see what happens next on Red Table Talk. <laughs> you wanna looking for an entanglement or what? Do you say that ironically or are you are you really gonna watch? Let's see what happens. Let's exactly. see if they reveal something else that makes news. Kardashian style. Actually, I got a couple things for you guys. Did uh, any of you guys see that Kanye thing yesterday? I saw the clip. Oh, my God. What is going on, man? I, think I honestly think he can't win, and he's not even on the ballot for all states. So it's just a publicity stunt. I mean, he clearly has, like, a mental health issue, I feel like. I mean, he makes... Musical genius, Johnny, would you say? Uh, yeah, totally. And when it comes to music, that guy's incredible. He changed like, the game. Absolutely. I completely agree. But when it just, in terms of just like, just sanity, I think he, I think he's got some problems that he needs to work on, you know? I feel, I feel bad for him. I really, you know, cause you know, I'm a fan, but like, man, yeah. I just, uh, makes you cringe, man. You know? It's weird because like his support system is just all Kardashians. Like his mom died, right? Years ago, and that's when he started getting, got a little crazier. It's like they just care about publicity. So are they really helping him? Is he getting help? Yeah, that was just such a weird looking rally. He was like wearing like a a vest or something, like like a bulletproof vest or oh, yeah, something. It looked like he was trying to like make like, you know how some people wear like a, a black shawl or like a black thing whatever to make him look like a judge it's like oh this person wants to wants people to think he looks judgely or some people wear like a white coat to look like a doctor i feel like uh kanye wore that vest because oh this guy's like a commander-in-chief <laughs> okay maybe that's what he's that's what he's going for i don't know it was just it was weird um anyway what are you guys thinking about uh nick cannon how are you guys feeling about that i did not see that clip but he said something canceled like the, the jewish people what yeah I mean, I mean, he was he was saying some 
some, uh, the thing is that I don't know if I fully don't know the history for me to be able to comment on it. Like what he said compared to what is the reality and stuff like that. Uh, but he was saying some anti-Semitic things. But what did he say? Um, he said something about, um, and this is something, I know this is like a, I think I believe this is a conspiracy theory. I don't know exactly. So you're mad at me, but uh, that um, Africans or, or black people were actually the first Jews. So they're actually black Jews were the first and they are the true Jews, the true, true Hebrews, essentially. Oh my God. Um, and that's like, he's not the first person to say that. Like, apparently that's a, that's a. Who cares of, what Nick Cannon thinks on that? I agree. I'm not even a Nick Cannon fan. You know what I mean? Drum, drum line. <laughs> uh, now that we uh, satisfied the, uh, the Nick Cannon simps by bringing up drum, drum line. But, uh, but anyway, he got, I mean, yeah, he obviously got pretty canceled. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's uh, I mean, I can't comment on that cause I don't really know enough of the history of like what. He also he's, 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 he's whack. He's, he's whack as a rapper. That's another I mean, he was I mean, always more of an improv he's a host. Guy. He's like a yeah, ho- exactly. yeah, host improv dude. Yeah. I wouldn't he's, even really he, say he, he's he like... Was, he's good as a host. Yeah. I can't remember who made a joke and they were like, was it... Maybe it was Mark... Was Mark Norman that said it? Some, somebody on IG said something about like, the most offensive thing that I heard about Nick Cannon is somebody called him a comedian. <laughs> you know? I th- it was some comedian that said that. He's like, that was what I was most offended about. Um, yeah, I, I don't remember who... I don't remember who it was, but... Um, it's a crazy, it's a crazy, uh, crazy world, man. I'm tired. I'm tired of cancel culture, man. Me too. I would rather I just, just everybody speak their mind, no matter how, uh, you know, how much, you know, if it's racist, whatever, I'd rather have that person speaking. So, yo, but you know what? Now that good like, ideas can drown out the bad ideas. You, did you, you saw the allegations of Joey Diaz on the Joe Rogan podcast from, I saw I didn't s- see that. somebody no, tried to, so, well, somebody tried to bring have those clips surface, but nothing materialized, right? Right. Exa- yeah, exactly. It was Joey Diaz when 10 years ago, when he was like a guest on an early Joe Rogan podcast, Joey Diaz was saying that he took a girl. It was just like, like a 15 second clip. You know, you know how like hours they talk. Um, it took yeah. a girl up in the, like the original room or some upper room in the comedy store. And this girl wanted to be sort of a comedian or something. And then she like went down on him. And Joey Diaz was like joking, like, "Oh, I can, I can get you on stage time or something." That's a, uh, pa- I'm paraphrasing, whatever. And I think and then, Joey and Diaz, then, and then think, Joe Rogan was laughing about it. It was yeah. like a joke. A and joke. I think he did get her like 15 minutes, you know, nights she did that or whatever. But then Joey Diaz was like, but "Then, uh, you know, she just went back home to her folks when she realized she couldn't make it in Los Angeles or something." And okay, they laughed. But um, but my <laughs> point like was, was uh, like now that everybody has their own audience and own platforms there was no cancel culture for them because it's not like right. pe- Joe Rogan's fans are going to stop listening to Joe Rogan or Diaz's fans are going to stop listening to his podcast. Maybe some are, but you can't cancel somebody who doesn't rely on you for Jimmy Fallon has a similar story. He hasn't been able to tell that the blackface didn't he do blackface. God, Jesus, man. Come on. Can, no, could he, a person, he did, could, could he just, you know, get back into society without having to keep her mind today. Remember when you did the blackface? Well, no, that's, that's what, that's my whole point is that like, you know, obviously, well, obviously these are, obviously these are very bad things. Wait, 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 question, question. Be done. Go ahead. Was it really blackface? Well, I don't, actually don't remember the clip. He, he, it was like he, an SNL it, Chris thing, Rock, right? it was Chris Rock. He, he was he, imitating he, Chris Rock. And he, that's he, what it was. And he had a, a facial hair like Chris Rock and 
His hair. The question coat. is, Chris Rock offended? No, Chris no, Rock wasn't. wasn't. Then it's then, man, you know, like. But was he even doing blackface? Because he was doing an exact impression of Chris Rock, down to the haircut, the goatee, and his skin was black. It wasn't the blackface that stemmed from like the minstrel shows, which were, were a specific thing. The only reason I say that is because Adam Carolla was quoted as saying, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, these guys didn't do blackface. They did specific people. I agree with that. It's because if I do a stereotypical black guy impression right now, that would be racist. But if I do a specific black guy, then I'm just imitating that black guy. So one is racist and one's not. Like, let me do it on the Mexican culture, Johnny, and you tell me which one's racist. Uh, this is this, and this is for, this is for education. You won't offend hey, me, so. Hey, amigo, can I have a tamale? That's racist. But if I do a Johnny impression, I think that offended Italians. You you you, you, <laughs> you sounded like a white dude like trying to order something at a taco stand. And if I do a Johnny, hey, you sounded like a white dude trying to order a taco. It's not racist because it's about you. But I sound normal though. I don't have. I don't really have an accent, so it's different. That was a racist comment. Plus, you were thing- doing like a first-generation Mexican versus like a second or third. There you go. I didn't want to. I'm not going to go deep. <laughs> but no, I, I get it, dude. It's it's. I just it's hard that it's hard. Like you make one mistake in your life, and literally, you are completely destroyed. You know, what I, I mean? can't. I can't wait till I get on SNL in two years and they like, pull up this clip. That's what makes you think. Like every little thing you say, you're like, shit, did I say something that was bad? Yeah. But, but that is a platform they can cancel you from. Your own platform, they can cancel you. But other platforms that hire you based on that platform can cancel you though. Well, like they won't. Um, like they Spotify won't. could be like, hey, Rogan, it's not going to work. They, that, that is true. But you, Rogan, could, you could go back to YouTube and still make, be fine, but... They could be Spotify's like, hey, we don't want to be associated with you. But, but, you, but some, some, somebody would not mind to have that Rogan audience. And even if yeah. it's not Spotify, it's somebody else. Agree. Agree. Anyway. But here's the thing. They, they canceled Roseanne just for tweeting something, which was kind of ambiguous. Just a tweet. They canceled her. They fired her off the show. They changed the name of her own show that was self-named. But for like people like oh. Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon, there, there's pictures of them doing blackface. They're still on the air. How is that? What's the standard? They I'm not apolog- saying any. They, I'm, not, they, I'm not saying any of them should have got fired. Roseanne apologized. I'm not. I'm just saying, like, what? Where is the? What's the exact rule? I don't know. Boom. Well, one, one. Well, if you're a white man, it's okay. If you're a white woman. All right. Let's end this. <laughs> anyway, what do you guys think? Let's hear from the audience. Comment below. Um, anyway, guys. So yeah, <laughs> every every one thousand new subscribers, we're gonna do an on our own host podcast. When are we gonna be able to do this podcast in person? I mean, I, I mean, we'll probably just keep doing this, right? The only the only thing yeah, I, I even I, when we can meet up, let's keep doing this. I don't, the I don't the thing that. that's so much better about this is we all get the face shots. That's like the one major thing, dude. You, you know? your your ego, dude, is courageous. <laughs> Don't you think? That's all, that's all you care about. Yeah, I, I like it. That's the only reason I would want to like maybe stay with this one. Nobody, nobody likes to watch a wide, like the whole thing's in just a wide. Like this is, you get to see the eyes. Well, yeah, but like people can just listen, you know? That's true. Our biggest true. audience is YouTube. Really? Actually, now, we just, now, it's, now it seems like it is. We just people, hit, people always know our biggest audience. Let's, we, uh, hey, we just actually, I don't know, Johnny, if you saw that email, we just had a big number of downloads from Podbean. iTunes or Spotify. 
Yeah, Podbean sent an email. Say? Oh, well, I don't no, want to. I, I didn't see it. it. I, we, I don't Break wanna... the news, dude. Break the news. Okay. Hey, congratulations. Have Johnny guess. Have Johnny guess. Johnny, how, how many? We're going to end it here. How many how, downloads did we get? It says they, Podbean sent us an email uh, today, the earliest morning. Congratulations on blank downloads on your podcast. 6,000. And they sent us a sort of a I, random. <laughs> I'd say that's kind of close. It was Wait, that right? Aaron, do you know? Yeah. The answer is 5,000. Okay. All right. We, they gave us a badge if we want to put it on our website. So I probably would have guessed, like, if I didn't know, like 22,000 or like probably almost 100K. <laughs> well, every time I upload the files, I see it says on there how many downloads I have. So I knew it was like five or six around there. Cool. Why don't you tell but somebody, dude? I, I, I didn't think I, you know, the YouTube yeah. was doing better. So yeah, wait till we get 10. You know what I mean? 10 is the big number. 10 is a good number. 10 is a good number. Anyway, if guys, anybody hasn't uh, rated us on iTunes, that would they really help us out. Five stars, obviously. And with that being said, see you guys next week.